Um, I think that one of the things that people can do right away to impact their mental health is to honestly take responsibility. I know that might sound a little out of left field from that because it's not like do this breathing exercise or go to therapy, but I think taking responsibility and, and really that's responsibility over your own thoughts and thinking about them. Um, I say that because I think if you're not aware of how your own body is feeling, if you're not in tune with even those feelings, even if you don't have the words to describe them, you can't even take that first step, which is what Dial's trying to do. You have to be willing and ready to take some sort of responsibility. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis marmette We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome to episode 132 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And before we dive into our episode, a few quick announcements. We know that we have passed the midpoint of summer, which is making me a little sad, but hopefully it's been super fun with the 4th of July holiday, maybe some vacations, some parties, some barbecues, other fun outdoorsy activities. And I know this is such a fun time of year that we all look forward to so much, but if you feel like you're needing a midsummer reset, maybe you've overindulged a little bit more than usual, or you're feeling weighed down or sluggish, I know for many of you, the kids are off of school and it can be hard to prioritize your own health and well being during the summer. So, to help you remove some toxic buildup within the body and to feel and look your best, why not take one week from the summer to do something your body will thank you for and join our seven day functional medicine community, Liver Detox? It actually starts this Sunday, July 24th, but we've set it up so you can really do it whenever it works in your schedule. We know that summer can be more challenging to commit to a detox with all kinds of travel plans and social gatherings, but there are ways to modify it and you don't have to do the fasting days and you can still receive so many benefits from the clean eating and just giving your liver some extra love. So to sign up, the link is in the show notes, or you can go to our website, theartoflivingwell.us, or Instagram, or Facebook, or anywhere that you like to follow us, and we hope that you will join us. Also, if you're a regular listener, you may have heard of our newish monthly episode format called our Health Transformation Audit where we bring you, our community members, on our show for a 15-minute experience where we guide you to identify what's holding you back from your ideal health and wellness. And we analyze with you so you can walk away with a tangible action step. As integrative health practitioners and health coaches, we love doing this kind of work with you. Check out episodes 121, 126, and 131 to hear from a few of our community members who have already been guests on our show for our health transformation audit. Even better, we would love to have you on the show. So click the link in our show notes or simply go to theartoflivingwell.us and sign up for your 15-minute health transformation audit. And now I am truly excited to share today's guest, Jonah Salida. Jonah is an entrepreneur and creative consultant. He is the co-founder of Dial and the creator and creative force behind Vasco Creative, an early stage creative consulting firm. He's also the chief marketing officer at Kavira Health. Jonah's entrepreneurial spirit started when he stumbled into the creative world after designing his own tennis apparel brand because he was too small to fit into the cool looking adult clothes. Just three months after founding Vasco Creative, Jonah co-founded Dial, a mental health startup helping students take the first steps towards improving their mental health and well-being. 
Jonah is both Portuguese and American, and he currently resides in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we talk about Jonah's new app called Dial and how it has 24-7 support and you can build new skills and there's all kinds of content to explore and topics that are actually relatable. Um, And we talk about early detection and keeping mental health really positive. We also dive into the importance of mental health education for both teens and young adults. And Jonah's passion really comes through in this episode as he shares some stories and some tips um, really peppered throughout this episode. So let's dive right in with Jonah. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Shield Your Body. Shield Your Body is a company that makes products to shield your body against electromagnetic frequency, or EMF radiation, from modern technology. Did you know that all modern technology is a source of EMF radiation? Cell phones, laptops, Wi-Fi, even your refrigerator is a source of EMF radiation. And each year, we are exposed to more and more EMFs. There are literally thousands of high-quality, peer-reviewed scientific studies demonstrating clear links between exposure to EMF radiation and a wide range of negative health effects, from anxiety and infertility to sleep disruption and cancer. Fortunately, there are easy ways that you can reduce your EMF exposure right now that cost you absolutely nothing. After reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I stopped using my AirPods, something I used daily for hours sometimes and have switched back to the old school wired headphones. And for me, after reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I really put my foot down and insisted that my kids keep their cell phones and their laptops out of their bedrooms at night while they were sleeping. And I've been working on Jordan as well. And I think after reading the guide and listening to our podcast, he has finally agreed to do that. So download your copy of a free guide at shieldyourbody.com to start improving your health right now. And be sure to check out our episode number 123 with R. Blank, CEO of Shield Your Body. Hi, Jonah. Although this is really the first time I think we've met face to face, I feel like I already know you through your sister, Celia, and your mom, and now my daughter, Sage. And you, first of all, I just want to say thank you. You have been such a wonderful mentor to Sage as she has been like researching her roots and applying for citizenship in Portugal. And you have inspired her more than I think you even know. Um, But that's a story for another day. So any in any case, we are here to talk about your new app called Dial, and we're super excited to hear about it and learn more about it. And we would really love to hear your journey in kind of a nutshell. I know you've done so many things, and I think you're what, like 25 years old? Yeah, turning um, 25 in April. Turn Okay, so you're not even 24. 25. That is amazing. So we would love to hear, you know how you came to where you are today and how you came to co-found this new mental health app called Dial. Fantastic. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful. And Sage is awesome too. So you've done something well. And that's a, that's a large part of, I think, how I've gotten to where I am. I've had so much support. My mom would always joke when I was younger that I had, they were building like Jonah's team because I was training to be uh, you know a college athlete. I played college tennis and from a very young age, I had a cycle. I'm trying to think of who exactly I had. I had a whole team of mental trainers, mental fitness trainers. I had physical trainers. I had my tennis coach. They were taking videos and we were analyzing with applications. I mean, from a young age, that was what I was doing on my six days out of the week, grinding my butt off. And I think all of that has really collaborated into finding myself as being someone who's had a lot of tools given to them. I've been, you know, demonstrated a lot of things, modeled a lot of things, and I've been able to bring that with me for my whole life. And I don't think that most people have those tools and that kind of, I've never described it that way, but that's a big reason why dial I think is important because dial in a, in a one sense explanation is educating youth on mental health before they reach crisis. And we're really just giving people the tools they need to you know, take that first step, not take five steps down the road and figure out what medicine you want to get or what prescription you're going to look for, or if you should be doing meditation, or if you should be you know, going to a therapist. Instead, we're here to say, this is what all of it is. And now you can make some really educated decisions and, and work with other people around you in community. 
So that's how, that's how I think my personal, you know, background comes in. My mental health journey has been that I was always a, like someone who was really driven by productivity and wanting to overperform. Maybe that was, you know, from my tennis upbringing. Maybe it was from just my own personal expectations. My parents surely never, ever told me like, if you don't get an A, we won't love you. They were incredibly supportive, but I always had that drive in my own. I think it was in third grade that my parents stopped telling me to ever do any of my homework. And uh, by then I was already like a self-sufficient monster in the productivity world. And that was great for a long time. I was like a 4.0 student, did really, really well in college, was one of the top students. And when I left, uh, I was feeling many, many times super anxious. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm feeling anxious. And after I think a lot of therapy or just going and talking about it, I realized I was really tying productivity and my self-worth directly together. And, and I, I never realized, you know, like I thought it was always depression, anxiety, things on the, on the back end that would potentially be involved in mental health. But there's so many positive elements of mental health too, like the resilience and training I learned in, in tennis that I was applying in really good skills to productivity. But then when I was always trying to do one more thing or add an additional task, there's always a million things you can do in the world. And that was just getting to be surmounting to be impossible. So uh, that's my mental health journey of finding a way to, you know, not associate just how much I can get done in a day with my, with my self-worth. And then that all ties together with Dial, which is, you know, Dial was founded in 2020. There was a ton of chaos going. I was living in London, working as a global creative director for uh, a fintech company that was actually based in education. And I flew home and after flying home, uh, I, I'm from Minnesota, Minneapolis uh, area, and the death of Ahmed Aubrey happened. And my co-founder Marcel gives me a call, and he was my just my good friend back then, and said, "Look, Jonah, as a black queer man, I don't feel safe going on my nightly runs. I don't know where to turn to improve my mental health. I don't know where to learn about it. My family is even from a health background and works in the health industries. And at that moment in time, we both were just coming together. This was not like me coming to save him. This was not him coming to tell me how to do it. It was just a conversation between friends. And and I too felt this obligation of more than just, I think, contributing to the social media deluge of value signaling and sharing like a, a black square on Instagram or telling everyone all these 15 good resources out there. Instead, I really wanted to take action and we knew at that moment that if you know mental health was more inclusive, diverse, approachable, and focused on education rather than just reactive care, we could make a difference. So that's a little more of the backstory. How are you 25? Wow. 25. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like I'm blown away right now. I just have yeah. to throw that out there. Oh, I appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously so grateful. I mean, I've had the opportunity to live in a lot of places. I lived in Hong Kong and traveled Southeast Asia for a while. I lived in London and worked. I've lived in Lisbon currently. I'm actually moving back to the States um, in, in May because of everything with Dial. It's just been such an incredible journey so far. And, and yeah, we have so many, so many fun things in the, in the pipeline. So got to give my all to it. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. I love, um, I love hearing this and the energy and your voice. Um, and your life experiences and how you've transformed that. Let's dive a little bit more into the Dial app. Like, can you yeah. tell our listeners what is the app and how does it help people with mental health issues? And I love how you talked about education before the crisis, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Dial is really an interesting app. Um, whenever we talk to investors or business people, they always really want to group us in the mental health uh, care world. But Dial is not a care provider, not not even in the slightest way. We are educators, so we fit more in almost in the ed tech type world than we do in the health and wellness world, even though that's the content that we're sharing. So I almost like to say that we're kind of at an intersection between um, mental health. We're obviously in mental health. We're at an intersection between technology, community, but then also media because we're producing so much curriculum. And our whole ideology is that if we can you know, simplify things, make them more approachable, we'll be able to end the stigma, um, make it easier for people to take that first step towards getting care. So Dial is an app that you can get on iOS and Android. We will actually be uploading all the fun content and doing our full big launch uh, by the end of this month, which is exciting. So by the time anyone who's listening to this, they should be able to get into Dial, go into any of the app stores or on our, our website and check all that out, which is fun. And Dial works by... Um, multiple features. So at the time we're chatting because we really improve and listen to all of our users all the time. So I've been in the past, I think I've mentioned like, hey, this is what Dial is. And then by the time something airs, we've already made a change because we're trying to be that resilient and, and we're not even pivoting. We're just improving all the time. So right now, the way that Dial exists is uh, there's pathway curriculum. And this is where you can go through things on a 
on a day-to-day basis. So it takes a maximum of three minutes to complete a, a single day of a pathway. Each pathway is created and designed by mental health professionals and it's scripted, but this is the place where dial is so different. Instead of content that comes from almost a textbook format or reading something in person or listening to a lecture, dial is short form video content. So it's, it's supposed to be native to the experience that youth are feeling. And that goes back to what dial is trying to solve in the first place. There's this statistic that I, I've been, that's been really on my mind recently, which is that 75% of mental health problems begin by age 24 and 50% of them begin by age 14. And so mm-hmm. there's a, a million companies out there and I have a kind of issue like a public challenge to all these companies that are doing uh, B2B wellness for employee benefits to say, hey, if we're not getting to people younger than 25, you know, I'm still 24, so I'm included in that. If we're, if we're not getting to people younger, we're not actually making the difference that all of us know we can do. And so when it comes back to Dial's features, our pathways are supposed to be this main place that you can go spend three minutes a day. If you do that, it'll compound over time. You'll gain so many tools and key skills that you can use to just explore what things are in the first place. I think that's been something that's amazing. Like there's all these major mental health giants spending billions, but they are focused on providing reactive care. Um, And I think that, you know, that's something that you said, Marnie, it's like all the reactive care is great. We still need care. We need care interventions. But they're sometimes missing the most important step, which is the first step. And that's why, you know, we're basically translating the science of mental health into short form video content. Um, And then this curriculum can be accessible for everyone. So I can dive deeper into all the other features, but I think that's one that is particularly exciting. So who is creating the actual content? Yeah, so our team, we have an awesome team of mental health providers and professionals. So we have social workers, we have uh, therapists, and we're actually currently in the search for more of a chief science officer role, which would be a PhD role with a counseling psychology background. Um, we're really interested in a biopsychosocial spiritual approach. There's a million apps out there that you know will focus on mindful, mindfulness mimetic theory, which would be like Headspace and Calm, and that's great. And that's their ideology of how to democratize mental health. But for us, we're not interested in, in one being prescriptive. So we don't do CBT, DBT. We not, you know, we're not coming from a psychiatric background. We're also not interested in only one. So mindfulness is definitely a part of dial. There will be parts of content that involve using skills that you can learn in mindfulness. But we're trying to take a much broader approach because truly there's a huge population of individuals that are underrepresented and that wouldn't have access to a headspace subscription or a calm subscription. And you just really have to learn like why, why is is meditation important and what even is it in the first place before I'm about to go try it or buy something to do it. And that's again, where dial is about education. So we're here to almost like people complain that they wish they learned how to, how to do their taxes in, in school. This is kind of like, we wish that people learn how to take care of their mental health in school or when they're younger. And that's what we're going to be equipping, uh, equipping younger people with. I that's love amazing. this. Um, because you're giving them life skills at a young age. Yeah. And it's all, I love it. It's, it's almost like a holistic approach within the mental health space. Like you said, you're not just focused on mindfulness. So can you share some of the other areas in addition to mindfulness that yeah. the different platforms would entail? Or Yeah, pathways? so yeah, the pathways are cool. So pathways is one pathways. feature and it's it's almost, almost not a majority mindfulness. Mindfulness would be like one of the skills we'd pull in. We might do, you know, if you're thinking about mindfulness, there might be a, a, a noting exercise that you would do. And the way that pathways work more internally would be they're all relatable topics. They're usually uh, really interesting. And I like to say they're interesting because they're coming from our students. So we, we've spent so much time interviewing students across the nation to cover hundreds of different relatable mental health topics and really celebrate them for taking their first step. So the topics like the name of a pathway, one of them is overcoming FOMO or being excluded by my friends. Or, or living with social media or how to feel your feelings. Uh, there's a million amazing uh, pathways that are out there. And, or maybe one of them is, you know, being more productive or being my best productive self. And then when you go into them, there's four days worth of content. So day one is always the basics of exploring what it is. Day two is a deep dive of what that content is. Day three is how you can use this information to empower yourself. Day four in the final day is how you can use this information to empower others. And all of those days, again, are broken up into these into video content, maximum of three minutes that it takes to do it. And in that three minutes towards the end of it, that you will always leave with a key tool or exercise that you can implement in your life right away. They're always supposed to be like very, very small steps. So if someone 
just in life, you know, is saying like, man, I wish I could get to the gym more. It's so hard. Maybe our first step would be like, you know, let's just do one push up a day for the next day or something like that. And that's just an example of how small these, these key tools are to start building. And then we're opening the pathway for there. That's why it's called pathways. Um, but then the rest of the app is really, again, content in, in media base. So students can go into the app and curate and check in with how they're feeling and, and pick exactly what they want to see. There's no algorithm at this point that's, you know, choosing it for them because we don't want to allow invasive or attention hungry algorithms to suck people into stuff. We want them to use this as a really fun place to go and a tool. And it has to be exciting, cannot look like homework because then that's going to be terrible. It's really, you know, we're better than outdated school curriculum because we already fit into the way that students spend most of the time on their day which is on their phones and so, or on their iPad or school iPad or whatever it is. And I, I should probably mention that dial can be used by anyone, uh, regardless if you're a student or not. If you're 75 years old and you're interested in learning more about mental health, dial will still be applicable. It's just as a business, we really are focusing on our niche target target market, which is younger, younger individuals. I love this. This is so needed. And I think about all the kids like on TikTok, yeah. Clearly that holds their attention, right? Like they're yeah. all on TikTok, they're all on Instagram. So they can relate to these quick videos that you're talking about. And especially mm -hmm. if you're not making it like homework or like a school assignment, but you're actually talking about something like overcoming FOMO, like that is a huge problem, right? So yeah. that's going to catch their attention. Yeah. And it's really cool. Well, I just, I mean, Marnie and I both have teenagers and they do spend a lot of time on their phone. And when we as parents try to talk to them or try to, you know, relate our stories from when we were in high school, they, they can't, they just can't relate. And they don't quite honestly, most days want to listen to us. Yeah. So I love that it's like an, it's outsourcing in a safe way and a very inexpensive way as well. And it's relatable to them. Yeah, Stephanie, you bring that. That's so interesting. I just want to say one thing about that because you mentioned a really important point, which is that because it's coming from you, they they're ch maybe choosing not to listen. And so our pathways are designed, written, and, and scripted by all of our mental health professionals. But then when you see the people on the on the video, they're not mental health professionals. They're, they're people who look just like me. So if I shave, I can still look like I'm in high school. So uh, <laughs> in, in that sense, we we did a huge survey across the nation for all these students, and we're and we're one of the questions we asked is whose opinion on mental health do you trust? And it was shocking. I think it was over 83% of the students said friends. They didn't say a professional. They didn't say anyone old. And it's like, if you're in high school and you're saying your friends, your friends you know, don't even have developed brains yet. So how could that be the most trustworthy source for mental health information? So we've taken that into account. We said, okay, we understand that that's where they're feeling like they can build trust. So maybe we can use, you know, people who are younger to relay the information, but the information that they're relaying better be clinically valid. And that's what we're doing. And that's why I think our content is so cool and resonates because it's almost like you have a, a younger person with superpowers presenting you this information in a medium that you're already comfortable with, that you already trust, think is fun. And that's, you know, why when you're curating your, your content that you want to see and you go into the explore feed where you can look at these curated resources and connect with others and do it all stigma free, you really feel like, wow, this is content that is fun to examine and it isn't homework. Well, I think you're meeting your audience where they're at. You're meeting the students where they're at, right? Mentally, but also just how they will absorb and learn information, which is key to getting I, anyone to, yeah. I love how the, the app is first of all free. And second of all, if you're hitting schools, you're really going to hit all walks of life in the school, you yeah. know, kids from all different backgrounds, which I think is so important because like you mentioned the call map and, you know, some of these other apps may not even be on students' radars or they may not have the support at home that they need, but they're getting it through this app, which is amazing. Yeah. And, and honestly, there's no knock like Calm and Headspace and all these apps are, are truly amazing. I'm, I'm a Headspace user, so that's where I will put my public affiliation, but I, I love them. They're great. Um, they have worked super hard, especially Headspace Health, who now merged with Ginger and Sayana. They have really great technologies. They use some really interesting AI to help with, you know, getting people the check-ins that they need. One of the things with them, though, that, I, that I'll just say is that they, they often will expand into teen health as like their secondary option, or they'll expand into B2B sales as their secondary option. And they'll usually be just direct to consumer because that's the business model that makes the most money. 
which is definitely true. I mean, selling to employers is a lot faster than selling to schools. Selling direct to consumer, if you can get it and you're successful, you can make a, a ton of money even being accessible with pricing because then you have a massive uh, potential target market. So they're they're doing really great things. And that's just what Dial is trying to do. Like we actually want to send more people to Calm and Headspace and Talkspace and Join Real and all of these amazing organizations out there. We want to send people who are also equipped. You know, if you're a salesperson and you're cold calling someone, you're probably not going to get the same reception as if one of your friends introduced you to a friend. So we're almost providing this warm introduction to mental health where we're saying, hey, this is a really, really broad, uh, scary environment to navigate. It can feel like an obstacle course at times. We're going to give you all the skills to make this feel like you're just walking down the street. We are so excited to share with you our brand new Health Transformation VIP Day. This inaugural experience that we've created just for you will take place on Thursday, August 4th from 12 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Our new VIP day is for you if you want to dedicate time to sit down, create a vision, identify roadblocks, and formulate a simple plan to achieve your goals in just one afternoon. If you want to uncover what's holding you back from achieving your ultimate health and happiness, and find a doable path forward that forward that will work for you. That sounds so awesome. So I'm excited about this. What about you guys? Are you ready to reach your most pressing health and wellness goals and discover your personal art of living well? Group members will feel really ready to jump into their personal personalized plans armed with the tools and confidence that they need. We can't wait to have you join this beta VIP day group. And it's going to be on August 4th from 12 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is a virtual gathering. And for more details, click the link in our show notes or head over to our website, theartoflivingwell.us. And we cannot wait for you to join us. Yeah. So can we, you know, we, we're touching on mental health, obviously, but can you dive in and from your perspective and what you're seeing, discuss the importance of mental health for kids and young adults and just the stigma that goes along with it? Like, why are you, why is this, I mean, Marty and I are fully in full belief that this is very needed and very necessary, but I just yeah. would love from your perspective and what you're seeing specifically yeah, around I, the stigma and how this can break through. You know, that's a really interesting question. And I want to ask after two of, of what you're seeing, because I think it'll be interesting to share both of them. From on my perspective, what I've been seeing is that this issue is critical to tackle now. You know, it, it shouldn't take uh, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy to announce a national youth mental health crisis for mm -hmm. us to all say, hey, let's finally invest money in this. I mean, this should be something that we're, we're doing proactively. So from our perspective, the way we see it is that schools have become a de facto mental health provider. And unfortunately, even the best funded districts are often under-resourced and underprepared to give students the support they deserve. Um, and we also see on the positive side that early detection and intervention strategies work, especially early education, and that education is almost always associated with better life outcomes, resilience, um, the ability to su succeed in school and life. So from our, from our perspective, we're always trying to say, how can we help schools or just individuals or anyone get ahead of this? How can we make mental health something that you're practicing in a positive sense? You know, our app on the curation has a lot of things like motivation, sleep. It's a very big umbrella term, the way we define mental health. And we define it as, you know, anything that is going to impact the way that your, you know, feelings, actions, behaviors, anything are dictated by, by truly your brain. And I, I think that everything that we've seen in the app so far shows that students are breaking through stigma more and more than ever. And they're able to talk about things that were previously stigmatized more and more than ever, which is a good first step, but that the stigma and judgment still exists. So they might be doing that even while it exists. Uh, this was another part of our, our national surveying that we did of high school students. We asked people, you know, do you think there's a stigma around mental health? And unfortunately, this was such a bizarre moment. Almost every single one of the students, even students who maybe understood the feeling of stigma, almost none of them knew what the definition of stigma was. They could not say even close to what it was. This also was the same case when we asked them, can you define mental health? Almost always they would say depression, question mark, or something that was just a mental illness, but not just the fact that we're all humans. We all go through stressful days. We all have to be resilient. We all have to cope. We all also can be better using mental health to our advantage to build better long-lasting friendships, relationships, 
So those, uh, I think uh, the state of mental health from our perspective has been that it's, it's so much, uh, it's so much more on the table for people to talk about. So that's why I think we're, we're in like a ripe situation for all of us to rise to the occasion and educate and learn about it the right way. And of course, I'm biased in thinking that dial is a really good right way to do it. But there aren't really any other mental health education platforms that exist. There's curriculum. And that's like even the school textbooks, they're probably clinically valid, but they're just not reaching students in the way that they should. So we're here trying to, you know, bend the gap. What about what about both of you? How do you see mental health from your perspective or your practicing? I mean, from kids perspective, I would say that like, the teenagers in my house think, you know, if someone's going to a therapist or someone like they wouldn't ever want to do that. When I've brought it up and I've seen issues and I say we should go talk to someone or we should do this or that, it's like, no way am I doing that or no way am I going to go talk to the school counselor. Um, I think they know what mental health is, like the definition of it. Um, but there is definitely that stigma, even if they don't know the word stigma, it's there for sure. I also think there's a huge shortage of help. Um, I know a lot of kids that need help and they're not getting the help and yeah. they don't want to talk to their parents. And so it's really scary, frankly. Yeah, I agree. It what is. about you, Stephanie? I, you know, I've actually really recently, uh, on one of my kids' teams, there are one or two people. And they've had, you know, they've had issues and then it gets discussed. But I, what I hear the chatter from the rest of the team is it is like, oh, they have a, they have a diagnosis or it's more severe, right? Or, you know, people throw around the crazy word, oh, they must yeah. be crazy. Or, and so their that stigma is still very much, still very much exists. I think there's more discussion about it, but I think there's still confusion as to what it means. And I agree with Marnie, like we have had a psychotherapist on the show a couple of times talking about anxiety and teens. And yeah. there is a severe shortage of professionals to help these individuals. I mean, I would say almost on a weekly basis, I'm talking to someone about a therapist or a friend who's, you know, child is seeing one and how do you get in? And there's a wait list and um, which is scary. So I think this preventative education is so powerful because it'll reduce the number of people that may ultimately need to seek a professional or, you know, get to it a little bit earlier. So it's, you're not in a crisis mode. Um, yeah. But I've just had very, I don't want to talk on air too much, but I've had very, some very specific instances recently where I'm like, wow, this is very close to home. And yeah. I, you know, I came from a, a household who had a parent with a severe mental illness. And so, but it was never talked about. And no yeah. one's off therapist. And I just think this is so important. So, well, Stephanie, so important. that's that's the interesting point. And I think both of you touched on this. Like everyone might know what stigma is, but they can't maybe say the definition. And I'm here to argue, um, Brene Brown just had a recent book called Atlas of the Heart. And it's kind of defining, right, all of the, the language of how we talk about emotions. If we can't, you know, identify correctly which emotion we're feeling and we're going to mislabel it, or maybe we are feeling it, but we don't even have the words, there's no way we're going to be able to, you know, build a team around us for them to show up for us. Like, let's say it's a good friend and you're frustrated with a friend and maybe it's not frustration. Maybe it's a, a really, really crazy event. And I'm going to use the word crazy, right? There you go. I'm, I'm even a part of this. Let's say it's a, let's say it's an event where you're feeling extremely frustrated and you just don't have the words in that moment. You can't build, build up a team or evangelize your friend to help you to help, you know, work together. If you don't have the, the words to say, you're probably not going to set appropriate boundaries. You're mm -hmm. probably in that moment going to feel really flustered. Maybe then you're going to feel shame and then you're going to go down this whole pathway of it, not leading to a positive outcome. So the language that we choose to use is really, really important. And that's why I dial uh, bringing it back to, to the app is always focused on approachable language. It's just the most accessible way we can do it. If we were presenting people journal article style information from <laughs> a young age, that would be, you know, again, clinically valid, but it would not resonate. It wouldn't help teach. So meeting people where they are, like I think you mentioned earlier, Stephanie is a big part of our just core belief. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's something that I think is just really important to reference, which is the language. I was just going to say, I think it would be really valuable for you. And maybe you guys are already doing this in the app, having like that education component, just kind of diving into mental health and what it is and what a stigma is and why, you know, why are students feeling this way and why do they feel like they can't go for help or talk to a parent or just kind of having a whole pathway or whatever you want to call it steps oh, yeah. to communicating and understanding. And I'm glad you did that. 
that's actually the interesting thing. I maybe maybe I haven't shared it with you, but um, the, the there's only one time where we restrict any pathway use, and it's that the first pathway every person has to do, regardless if you're a student, if you downloaded the app, and you're just a random individual, um, you have to complete the what is mental health pathway for that exact reason. So the first pathway is what is mental health? Why is it important to me? How can I use mental health in a positive way to empower myself? And then again, how can I help all the people around me work on their mental health, et cetera? That is the basis of how we can communicate about this umbrella term that then we're going to go dive into it everywhere else in the app. And it, it was really critical that we did that. Um, from a technology standpoint, I'll tell you right now that that wouldn't be a, a number one practice because that's creating friction for people to be able to, you know, pursue other parts of the app. Maybe they don't want to talk about, maybe they want to go straight into the sports and athletic section of how do, how can I work on mental fitness? You know, maybe that's something more interesting to them, but having to, uh, I don't want to use the word force, but like making sure that they've covered the basis is really important. And, and that's, again, yeah, you can't communicate about it unless you understand what you're talking about in the first place. That's great. You're laying the foundation and let's, so let's dive in and talk a little bit about more about schools. Yeah. And I know you have some exciting news to share. And I'm just thinking about personally, I get a weekly email from my daughter's school that's called like the mental health newsletter. Okay. And it's just a bunch of like links and articles and resources for parents. And I feel like it probably says the same thing every week. And it's, yeah. I, I, you know, versus what you're doing. So maybe we can, yeah. Can yeah, that's, that. that's honestly, it is comical. I think someone could do a, a really good, stand-up routine talking about um, when mental health gets <laughs> talked about in the news. And then uh, some admin in every school has to go build that one webpage on every high school webpage. That's really almost mm -hmm. always broken, has like 10,000 links to random different places, has no real cle clear, easy understanding for how to do it. And it also always looks mm -hmm. really bad. So that's honestly really, really, I think a, a something that resonates with everyone. When we talk to schools, almost always, they will have some type of mental health resources, even if they are, again, underprepared or under-resourced, it's just that they can't effectively use them. So Dial kind of augments the services of providers in schools. We're not here to replace them. We're here to fill the gaps where they're scarce and also equip them with better tools, just like we're here to help parents. You know, if parents are struggling to relate to their kids about this information, hopefully Dial will bridge the gap in that, in that sense. Um, the, the fun, exciting news is that, you know, we started originally working on, on spreading this to schools in Minnesota because I'm from Minnesota. And so I knew the landscape better. My co-founder Marcel is amazing. He's from Boston. And so that will be a place where we're, we're looking to expand. But um, Minnetonka Public Schools uh, just finally, and this is a really exciting piece of news, is now going to be providing dial to their entire district of over 11,000 students, 1,400 staff. It's entirely, we've provided it entirely free for all staff and faculty and active school board members because we really want to help build teammates. And that's something that we're just real feel really passionate about. And we're hoping that, you know, not just Minnetonka is going to do this, but that maybe if Minnetonka is the leading first step, um, we can then branch out to more diverse schools because Minnetonka definitely does not do an A plus job at that. They do so many things so well. They're incredible with like academic excellence, but maybe diversity inclusion is not something that they've always succeeded with. So using Minnetonka as look, we're able to provide this to students. We're going to continue to iterate, make our app better. We can help. Uh, we provide quarterly utilization reporting to schools to help them get ahead of trends. So if we see like 30% of their students have gone through a pathway of navigating eating disorders. And we see that that's a really hot topic. We can tell the schools in advance, hey, bring in a fantastic nutritionist to talk about relationships with food. And then we're hoping that, you know, the schools around it, like Wyzetta, Edina, all of those other districts uh, will follow suit and continue to make this investment because there's a lot of money out there. I know in the, in the recent State of the Union address, they're talking about mental health being a huge investment and there has been a ton of government money. Maybe schools don't know how to administer or, or use or allocate that government money. We're here to say that dials are really effective and accessible way. So this is my little plug to say, please reach out to me. It's something that I'm happy to help. We work with schools all the time to be true partners. It's not a transaction and it never should be. So if you ever deal with anyone in the mental health realm, that's telling you just buy this, you're not working with someone who's in it for the right reasons. My goal is not to make a billion dollars with dial, but to hopefully, you know, reach a billion students or a billion people across the the globe and educate them. So um, that's all of our really exciting news in Minnetonka. And, you know, selling schools is a really slow bureaucratic process, 
but I don't believe that it has to be if all of us work together, if we can get Department of Education involved, if we can get all of our politicians involved, if we can get, you know, taxpayers and, and just individuals involved. And then most importantly, if we can get the youth who really could benefit the most from this uh, to find this cool and fun. And that's why Dial is so exciting, because I hope that it's able to pair all those together. You need to get the students to make TikTok videos about oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is something we're already on. <laughs> You're then it'll on, go doing, viral, right? You're then, so right. <laughs> totally. Even on university campuses, we're working right now on doing some fun woman and man on the street interviews uh, with just college students or just university students as well as high school students about, you know, kind of those definitional questions and they will make it fun and exciting. So we have a lot of big stuff in the works. Well, congratulations yeah. on the Minnetonka contract. Thank That's you. just amazing. What a great yeah. first contract. Yeah, Dr. Dennis Peterson has been phenomenal. And he's actually retiring this year. So I just want to say like a quick nod to him of honestly how, how appreciative I am that he's stepped up in a time when he could easily kick his feet up on the desk and say, I'm out of here. I've given my life service to these school districts. He really made this a point to say, I want to make this happen. And any superintendent out there, I just also want to say that I recognize that you have one of the hardest jobs ever. Every decision you make, you're making someone else angry. You have to, you know, you're almost like a president. There's nothing you can do that won't trigger or bother someone. And, you know, making those ethical decisions and continuing to improve and be open to it is really, really awesome if you're able to do that. So really cool. Awesome. So can you share maybe a story? And I know you're still, you know, kind of in pilot mode a little bit. Yeah. Of how the dial app has really helped a student or yeah, you know, a student or a young adult. Yeah, and, this, and is a, this is yeah, a really go good ahead. example. I think that dial has helped uh, a lot of people just start talking about it. And I'm going to use a fun personal example. So a few of my best friends, guy friends, I will not use their names, but they'll know who they are when they listen. Um, some of my guy friends are amazing and they're emotionally intelligent when they talk about, if I was to come to them with my problem, they're able to be there, reason, think about it. Um, but they probably would never choose to share any of that information with me. And I'm fortunate that I came from a household where you know, being a male and crying or being a male and being emotional or going to therapy was something that was thought about as, as cool or, you know, like upgrading your skills instead of something that's shameful. And not everyone has access to that team. Like I mentioned, the first thing I said on the podcast. And, and so I think dial has been really cool for me personally, just watching some of the impact it's had on whether it's our employees or people who are working with us who have found dial to just be incredibly impactful. And that's why they love working with us. Even in a time right when the great resignation started, we had incredible amount of people applying for roles, people DMing us, messaging all over the place. How can I get involved? We've built this cool culture that's done it. And it's all through the functionality and what our app is actually doing. So my friends have been uh, much more open. And some of them have talked with their partners about mental health when that would have been like nothing that they would have gone anywhere near. They've talked about moments where they you know, could be better, maybe set boundaries better. And... Um, you know, when it comes to actual actual students, uh, we had we had a huge pilot last March, so about a year ago, with around 450 students in the app, almost around 500 actually, and all of those users were fantastic and said that before this they thought mental health was only for someone with a diagnosed illness, and so you know we're we're in pilot mode, we're launching very very soon, and all the content will then be flooded into the app. And we already have all this amazing traction and we have Minnetonka and all of their commitment because they've seen all of our curriculum, which is so great. And we've interviewed hundreds of high schoolers and university students across the nation. We've done fun merchandise collabs. All of that has led to just continuing to build lasting change in mental health education. And that's something we're going to continue to try to do. Wow, that's that's wonderful. So Jonah, as we start to wrap up the conversation, we love yeah. to leave our listeners with practical tips and strategies that they can just immediately implement into their lives. What would you suggest um, somebody can do to address their mental health today? That's a really great question. Hmm. You know, that's something I have to think about all the time, not just for work, but just as a, as a human, right? I'm, I'm in a I'm in a romantic relationship. I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm a friend. Uh, I think that one of the things that people can do right away to impact their mental health is to honestly take responsibility. I know that might sound a little out of left field from that because it's not like do this breathing exercise or go to therapy, but I think taking responsibility and, and really that's responsibility over your own thoughts and thinking about them 
Um, I say that because I think if you're not aware of how your own body is feeling, if you're not in tune with even those feelings, even if you don't have the words to describe them, you can't even take that first step, which is what Dial's trying to do. You have to be willing and ready to take some sort of responsibility. Even if it's like, I'm scared as hell. I have no idea what to do. I'm feeling super confused. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Uh, other people have told me it's impacted them, but I'm at least able to say that to myself. Even if I can't say it to anyone else, if you can take that responsibility to yourself, I think then you can start. And, and I think most, most people can continue to, to do a better job of that, including me, everyone I know, taking responsibility of, you know, if I don't have needs that are met, I, I believe personally, this is not professionally, but I believe it's my job to seek out and go get those needs uh, met instead of waiting for someone to come do that for me. Uh, even, even if it comes to like being validated by other people, I think it's really important to say, yes, I really want to be validated by the people I love, but it's ultimately my job to hold myself accountable, do almost a checkup from the neck up, even when I'm in an argument and say, Hey, I'm able to say, you know, I really, I really evaluate if that was reasonable or not, how I behaved or how I talked. And I think that it was in that moment, or I think that it wasn't, and here's how it can be better. And then overall, my just number one thing that I'd always want to say is I think if you can always approach things from the excitement rather than fear perspective, you know, cause our bodies mm -hmm. can, you choose to label that how you do. I've been a really big believer since I've been a little kid, fortunate enough to pick excitement over fear in almost every situation I can. And that can change everything. You know, it can go from a blaming conversation to an empowering conversation. It can go from a conversation of taking responsibility to one where you're stonewalling or you're, you're avoiding it. And that's always, you know, the, the side of a coin, which side are you going to pick? It's up to you to take that responsibility, in my opinion. And Dial is going to be here to help you do that and take those steps. And you don't have to do it alone. No one's definitely alone, but that's a, a really incredible thing you can do. Wow. I mean, Jonah, that was such profound and mature advice from someone who is not even 25. I, <laughs> I don't think most adults can like articulate that. Just what you said, like choose excitement over fear, choose, you know, you can, focus on the blame and blaming someone else when you have an explosion because of your feelings and not articulating them versus yeah. empowering yourself and taking responsibility. That's just great advice. So Thank what you. did you say First, about the neck? Something about the neck. Oh, up. I my favorite thing, actually, this comes from, this is a nod to one of my previous employers that learned to trade Greg Secker, who was a really, really awesome individual. He's done lots of public speaking across and he would always say um, for financial trading that if like most of, you know, most of trading is about the psychology of trading. And so he would always mention, he's like, make sure you do your checkup from the neck up. And I've, I've co-opted and stolen that phrase because mm -hmm. I find it so interesting of like, how is your mind feeling? I use it in my romantic relationship where I'll ask my partner, you know, what is your checkup from the neck up today? Like, how are you just feeling separate from in this conversation? Just like, what are you as a person feeling? And I found that just making the space for that can be really beneficial. I love, I love that. that. I think I that's something great we could use with our kids too. I know. Like, I'm gonna try yeah. that. And I'm gonna look at me like I'm crazy. It sounds pretty good too. Check up right. on the neck of it. It has a good yeah. ring to it. it. Totally, totally. I love that. So, Jonah, where can people find you? You know, let's promote the app. Obviously, we'll link all this up in the show notes. Um, I know the app will go live by the time this episode launches. Everyone can go yeah. out and download it. Yeah. So you can, I pers personally, if you're a teacher, if you're an administrator, if you're a parent, if you're a student, if you're anyone who wants to help make this happen, get this to more schools. If you know politicians, if you have any big celebrity connections, truly anyone in the world, my email is always open and I'll always be transparent that it's my name, Jonah, J-O-N-A-H at D-I-A-L-L-A-P-P.com. So that's Jonah at dialapp.com. That's a really good way to get in touch with me. But otherwise, you can follow along on socials. That's usually the dial with two L's dot app or just dial app. Um, and, and it'll be really easy to see all of our fun gradients and all of our fun colors. And our website is www.dialapp.com. So that's again with two L's spelled dial. And that that came from being uh, the idea of, of all, inclusive of all. So that's why there's a, a second L after it. And then another place that I think is really good to reach us is on anywhere you get your apps, whether that's the iOS app store, the Google play store, our website's also a really great resource and we'll be constantly making improvements. So I really encourage everyone out there to challenge me, challenge the people around them to always be better, do it in a kind and respectful way, you know, pay people um, or give people the benefit of the doubt and rise to the occasion. And, and we're all going to need to be teammates to make this happen. We cannot be competing over 
over winning. There's not, I really just don't want to get, I don't want to be right. I'd really love to get it right in this circumstance of, you know, providing much more mental health education out there. So again, students, parents, teachers, administrators, superintendents, university, anyone out there that is looking for this, we've had a lot of success and we're growing really rapidly and would love to, you know, continue to work together. Amazing. And we will link all of that up in the show notes as well. So Jonah, as we wrap up this conversation, we love to ask all of our guests, what does the art of living well mean to you? Yeah, that's a a great question. I also love that that's just the the idea and the the theme behind this podcast, because I, I was, I think mentioning before we start recording that I listen to a ton of podcast content, sometimes up to like three or four hours a day. And when I was thinking about the the art of living well, it really came back to what what do I imagine my my dream day being? And um, this was an exercise that I did from Tim Ferriss actually after a long time ago reading the Four Hour Work Week, and he just kind of has you do an audit of your life and saying like let's say you were to put all the amazing incredible things you can do in it and then put a price value next to it and you realize or at least I realized for me that I didn't need to be a billionaire to live my dream life in fact I only needed to make at that time I think it was 10,000 more dollars a year to live what I called my perfect ideal life and that just really made me feel much more grateful so anyways the art of living well for me is eating incredible yummy food and never once looking at a price tag when getting a chance to do that, because I love investing in the experience of eating food. I love it. Um, Getting as much sunshine as I possibly can. Sun is so important to me. And it's something that I love. Um, Having the ability to have, you know, stimulating intellectual, curious conversations like this one. That's a really big place where I fill up my cup. I've never been someone as a, as a person who's loved watching TV or, and, and I mean, in the casual sense of like, I never just come home and like turn a ball game on. And that's to sometimes at fault. Like I, I would love to continue to be able to make more space for leisure, but I, I think my, my day of living well is really like a fully stimulated, productive, um, and that's my self-worth, but excited day where I have the opportunity to connect with others, connect with myself, learn something new, get a lot of sun, eat some yummy food, get a good night rest and, uh, and just, you know, be a little bit better than the day before. I love that. That sounds like a great day to me. (laughs) Perfect. I'm all in. Oh gosh. Well, thank you so much, Jonah. This conversation is going to touch the lives of so many people. And I just love what you're doing. You're doing so much good for the world and wish you the best of luck. So go download his app, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Go down the dial. I, I really appreciate it. And then thank download you so it for your kids too. Or, yeah. you know, <laughs> maybe don't download it for them, but, you know, nicely introduce it to them so that they yeah, want to download ask, it Ask them if they're interested. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All have right. A great well, have a great day. day. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. 